Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the show that shakes the Southland. This is y'all broadcasting on great radio stations across the southeast, and also you can catch us on iTunes. Just search for y'all show, or if you have the chance to check it out in Apple iTunes right there, and so many other places, Spotify and more. John Rawl is my name. It is wonderful to have you back here as we have three hours of southern greatness coming your way. We're going to have headlines from across the southeast that we'll get to, including in those headlines an update from Allen, Texas, which has more developments from that terrible shooting over the weekend, another mass shooting in America. We also have a lot of political stuff to get to. We're inching closer to a big race in Kentucky. Also in Tennessee, Governor Bill Lee signs a declaration making Juneteenth, a state holiday in the Volunteer State. All that on today's Y'all Show and our political report. We also will let you know in this Tuesday edition of the Y'all Show about the top states with the most quitters. Is your state a quitter, or do you have lots of quitters in your state? Well, the Pew Research Group has got this new survey out, and we will discuss it in Hour 2 of today's Y'all Show. We also have headlines from the entertainment world to get along your way on today's program. And then in Hour 3, man, it's going to be awesome. We're going to have our first Southern Book Report coming your way, and that will include the Great Arkansas Pie Book, which is coming out today. All that in Hour 3, plus sports headlines and more. And if you want to get involved with y'all, it is so dang easy to do it. We've got our 24-7 text lines open that we are constantly monitoring. We want to hear from you if you want to text us or leave us a message. 615-208-4184 is how you can do that. 615-208-4184. Or if you're wanting to get in with us live right here on the Y'all Show, the way to do that is 731-554-1169. Thank you all for again for being a part of our show as we get this Tuesday edition underway. So let's get after it, y'all. All right, let's catch you up with the headlines out of Allen, Texas. As more developments coming from that awful shooting over the past weekend. And we know now that I think it was three children in all that were gunned down in this senseless shooting in Allen, Texas on Saturday. The mall gunman actually researched an attack and this gunman also had Nazi tattoos. Yes. He killed eight people, wounded a lot more in suburban Dallas when he went on this shooting spree on Saturday. Garcia is his last name and he put these on a Russian social networking site and these posts that he put prior to the attack suggests that this 33-year-old had been planning the attack for weeks before he stepped out of a silver sedan and opened fire Saturday among the dead. Two elementary school-age sisters, a couple and their three-year-old son, and also a security guard there in Allen at the Allen Premium Outlets, which was one of Dallas's most diverse suburbs, Allen, Texas. And it was also very busy Saturday when this man went to this place and killed all of these people. A tragedy from the weekend. And again, the shooter had, according to reports, 
a fascination with white supremacy and mass shootings, which he described as a sport. And he had photos showing large Nazi tattoos on his arm and torso, including a swastika and the SS lightning bolt logo of Hitler's SS paramilitary forces, the really bad guys back during the Nazi regime of World War II. But again, eight people killed. And it looks like this guy had a fatuation, if you will, for white supremacy and also Nazis, which I guess you could say is kind of one and the same. But a horrible story from the weekend coming out of Allen, Texas. Also out of Allen, Texas, we have a update on a story that's been out a while. A man convicted of killing a Black Lives Matter protester is to be sentenced even while the governor of that state, Governor Greg Abbott, is pressing for a pardon of this man. Again, he's already been convicted of killing a BLM protester. He's a former U.S. Army sergeant. Daniel Perry is his name. He has been convicted of the murder and the shooting death of the armed protester and a BLM movement from a while back in Texas and now faces up to a life in prison and his sentence sentencing hearing begins today. Meanwhile, Governor Greg Abbott is pressing for the chance to pardon this former Army Sergeant. Daniel Perry scheduled this sentencing is scheduled today and possibly on Wednesday. The State District Judge Clifford Brown, who presided over Perry's trial, last week denied his request for a new trial. All this stems from April of 2020 when Perry shot a 28-year-old man, Garrett Foster, who was legally carrying an AK-47 rifle through downtown Austin during a nationwide unrest that summer over the George Floyd killings. And the verdict prompted outrage from prominent conservatives like Tucker Carlson, who called the shooting an act of self-defense, and even criticized Governor Abbott when he didn't come on the show to talk about this. So, uh, is Greg Abbott really going to weigh in on a guy who's been convicted of murder? As the case is here with Daniel Perry of Texas. Sentencing again today for Mr. Perry, who's already been convicted. And chances are Greg Abbott may weigh in on this guy again killing a BLM protester a few years back. And his self-defense really in play. I haven't seen that. Maybe that's got a video. I remember vaguely when that happened, but we had lots of deaths happen in that summer of 2020 after George Floyd and some of it happened on people who were protesters and some of it happened on people who were just innocent bystanders uh, and and people who maybe voiced opposition to BLM and BLM took upon themselves to hurt people to kill people I know that happened out in Portland a guy got murdered right on camera and you know what It is 2023, some three years after all that, and you hardly ever hear about any of that stuff, the the bad, bad stuff behind BLM. Just wanting to throw that out there. Some good news here to tell you about. A couple in Alabama is one in 70 million. That's because they just had two sets of identical twins. That's right. 
they've had quadruplets. So congratulations to Michael and Hannah Carmack because these two have hit the lottery with their identical <laughs> quadruplets. They're out of Boaz. Boaz is in North Alabama, not all that far from Huntsville. Now, the Carmacks have an eight-year-old daughter already, Emily. So she's got a, uh, <laughs> a little bit of a change coming there in the Carmack house that she's got a set of Carmacks. Hannah is 29 years old. She gave birth in March to twin girls Evelyn and Adeline and twin boys David and Daniel. She did it through a C-section at the UAB Women and Infants Center in Birmingham. The quadruplets expected to stay there in Birmingham at UAB due to a uh, to their best interest for the health. They they're going to need a lot of help. The babies need help eating. Good news is the two-month-old quadruplets are breathing on their own. So how about that? Quadruplets, one in a seventy million chance you could have quadruplets, and that's what's happened to this Boaz, Alabama, young couple. They've launched a GoFundMe campaign with $20,000 as the goal. So we wish them all the best on that. Could you imagine going from one child to all of a sudden you got five in the household? Just like that. But it's good to see great Southerners being born, and that's what we've got out of Boaz, Alabama. Y'all remember what Boaz, Alabama is famous for some 20 to 30 years ago? A lot of people, especially in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, and more would flock to Boaz because Boaz had at that time one of the very few outlet centers. They had lots of places you could go and buy stuff cheap there in North Alabama, right on, I guess that's on Sand Mountain. Outlet malls, not quite what they used to be, and Frankly, I don't think Boaz is booming like it once was when the Boaz outlets were rocking and rolling back in the 80s and 90s, I think is when it was. I did. I, I, I went through there, oh, probably in 20, uh, last time, 2002, 2003, and most of those places had already shut down by then. And, you know, back in the day, back in the early 90s especially, it was all the rage, and, and, and then all of a sudden you saw outlet centers popping up just about on every street corner. So it wasn't quite, quite as cool to go over to Boaz. Good news for North Alabama, though. You still have a cool place not far from Boaz if you're looking for a good place to buy stuff cheap. And that would be at the uh, lost baggage claims, the unclaimed baggage place in Scottsboro. Yeah, see, here on the Y'all Show, we try to give you the tips. We try to we try to let you know, you know, where you, where you might want to go and save some money. I don't know about y'all, but I'm always looking for a bargain. And if I can help share with you some bargain options, then we'll do it just just like that right here on the Y'all Show. Because your, your friend John's going to come through for you, if at all possible. I just don't want to get into the coupon type deal. Because <laughs> a lot of you, that wouldn't be fair. Because coupons aren't exactly the same no matter... Uh, what side of town you live on, for example. I know sometimes I get offers in my mailbox that somebody a mile away doesn't get. And I think they get a lot better deals than I get when the good old USPS drops by and 
gives them their junk mail. But some of it's pretty good stuff there from a savings standpoint. All right, let's get back into the headlines from across Dixie here today. And we take you to Louisiana, where Louisiana is among several southern states moving up in the rankings of pre-K through 12 education. As the U.S. News and World Report has just released its rankings of all 50 states, and I'm going to walk through the southern states here and give you a quote from the Pelican State about how they've done on this pre-K ranking from usnews.com. If you get a chance, you want to go in and learn a little bit more about what uh, the rankings say about your state, you're welcome to go to usnews.com and see the research there. But I know that in Louisiana, they are very excited that they are going in the right direction with their rankings there from the U.S. News and World Report. Now, this is from the best states for education rankings as well as the best state rankings overall. Measuring state performance across the life cycle of a young person's education, and this encompasses preschool enrollment, standardized test scores among 8th graders, high school graduation rate, and college readiness. The pre-K-12 education rankings from the U.S. News and World Report, usnews.com is the website. So are y'all ready for me to go into the best of the South, at least? Well, sadly, I have to tell you, the number one state in the country for this ranking, this this ranking of, again, the pre-K-12 education ranking from the U.S. News and World Report, number one, they must have they bribed the good people at the U.S. News and World Report, uh, New Jersey is number one for pre- to K-12 education. you got to be kidding me. Get out of here. Get out of here. New Jersey? Number one? That's that's what this thing says. Uh, right here. Right here in broad daylight, it says that New Jersey is number one. Now, I'm going to scan through here and tell you other states. It looks like a lot of the New England states made this pre- to K-12 ranking our first southern state, and I'm having to keep on scrolling. Sorry, this is not turning out so good for the South, it appears. Maybe there was a bribe. Virginia is number 13 in the country, number 13 in the best states overall, number 11 in education. So congratulations to the old Dominion state. Florida comes in at number 14 in this ranking from usnews.com. Also, as we move along, North Carolina is number 18 in this rating of pre-to-K-12 education across the country. Moving on to the next subset of states. Montana, not that that's a southern state. It's not. It, it checks in at number 20. Let's see here. My reader is not cooperating like it ought to here on this ranking because it's got some... Um, Software, some script stuff going on here. I may have to come back to it. I will tell you that the states of the north seem to have a better ranking somehow. I, I, I think it's a bribe. I really do. Because we know we've got lots of smart kids out across the southeast. And the teachers that put forth the extra effort to help their education propel move on along. Maryland comes in at number 23 in this ranking. And then, let's see, you got 
Kentucky checking in at 27. Missouri is at 29. And they got all fancy here on their website, and it doesn't load quite as fast. Tennessee checks in at number 34 in the ranking of the pre-K-12 pre to education. Texas is 37. Hey, you know, California is 38th in this thing. So just saying. Arkansas is 39, and like I said, some states moved up. Back to Louisiana. Louisiana was ranked in this thing. They are at 41. They moved up five places in this U.S. News & World Report report on the pre-K through 12 education for 2023. The state superintendent of education in Louisiana is Dr. Cade Brumley, and Dr. Brumley said that the positive gains reflect the unwavering commitment educators and policymakers have to improving the quality of education in Louisiana. And he continues, or she, I'm not sure if Cade's a male or female. We'll just say they. (laughs) Uh, In a state-long challenge with educational outcomes, this movement of going up, by the way, is uh, welcome news. However, we have a long way to go and must keep pushing forward. Louisiana, like a lot of states, made improvements in college readiness. High school graduation improved eight places. Also, math scores, reading scores, and preschool enrollment for that state. So, all in all, a very good ranking for states like Louisiana moving up on the way that they rate this stuff. So, we wish them continued success in all of our southern states. And, again, to Virginia, you're the top southern state according to this ranking. More news, good news. Well, we go from good news for Virginia to some really bad news sad news actually and this comes to us from north carolina but a teen from virginia has died after a sand hole collapse on the beach there in coastal north carolina this teenager became trapped in a hole that was dug in the sand right there on the uh, shoreline of north carolina and there's been an uptick of sand holes that continue to claim young people's lives you probably have seen this where people go out to the beach, they dig a hole, maybe they, they lay in it or something like that. But unfortunately, over the weekend at the Cape Hatteras National Seashore on the Outer Banks, a 17-year-old Virginia boy died. And this was in Frisco, the resort town of Frisco there on the Outer Banks. Park rangers responded to a 911 call about a teenager trapped in a hole that was dug in a back dune area behind the primary dune area of that beach the teenager was buried under several feet of sand after an adjacent dune apparently collapsed into the hole okay now i know what happened the park service there says that they urge visitors not to dig deep holes on the beach due to the danger that they present to beachgoers and emergency response staff so a sad sad thing that happened there there was a 13 year old boy from utah that died after a sand dune he was digging in 2022 collapsed on him and buried him Uh, that may have happened out in utah but it's 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 not an uncommon thing that these sand dunes collapse on people and it leads to their unfortunate death so just be careful when you're out at the beach having a good time don't dig so deep just just play in the sand just don't get in there and 
and make it too deep. I guess don't take a big... It looks like some of these people take real shovels out there to the beach. Just take one of them little plastic things, and I think you'll be all right. Because I don't think they're going to get too deep in the sand when you're digging there, having a good time with friends and family at your favorite beach here. This summer, we're, we're almost right to the start of summertime, and oh, what a great thing that is. This is the show covering everything Southern. We're going to take a quick time out, and when we come back from the Y'all Show break, we're going to get you caught up on a few sports activities, NBA playoffs and more. Plus, later in the hour, we've got our Southern political report that we'll be sharing with you all right here on the show that covers the South. Take 60, brought to you by the Reed Nelson team, Hickman Realty Group, the number one selling real estate team in all of West Tennessee. Buying or selling, put this team to work for you. Readteam.com, 6641006, or Tammy Reed Direct at 6166000. Steve Bowers, Take 60, The Divine Shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Steve Bowers, Take 60. This is a y'all show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Talk radio for all y'all. Spent my lifetime wishing wages come around Telling jokes, shooting pool on the other side of town When the whistle blows at five o'clock There's only one place I'll be found Down at Ernie's Ice House Lifting long necks to that good old country sound Talking about the good old times Bragging on how it used to be But I've worn out the same old lines And now it seems nothing's news to me Back into Talking About the South right here on Y'all and we appreciate y'all tuning us in, and we're hoping to deliver you lots of great information. And we're going to have entertainment news coming up on today's program, so make sure you stick around for that. Again, if you want to be part of y'all, it's pretty dang easy to do just that. All you got to do is pick up the telephone if you want to text us, 
615-208-4184. Or if you want to get in on our hotline to talk to us, 731-554-1169. All right, let's give you a quick update on things sports. And how about those Los Angeles Lakers? They are just one game away from punching their ticket to the Western Conference Finals after they were able to come back in the fourth quarter on Monday night and got a big 104-101 victory over Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors as L.A. now leads that series 3-1. to That's the most dominating series I think there is out there right now in the NBA playoffs. As Mr. James and company, which barely even got into this thing, I think, weren't they in number nine in the West. They had to go and do a play-in, I think, yeah, because they had to play Memphis in that so-called first round. And here they are, nearly punching their ticket to a conference final. Also on Monday, you had the Miami Heat prevailing over the New York Knicks as they got the victory 109-101. Miami now has a 3-1 lead on that in that series. They will be taking on New York in Madison Square Garden on Wednesday evening with a chance to end this series. Heat, again, with a 3-1 edge over the Knickerbockers. Elsewhere, the series between the Celtics and 76ers tied up at two apiece. And that game five is this evening. And that's going to be there in Boston between the Celtics and Sixers. That's a 7.30 Eastern tip on TNT if you want to tune in and see postseason NBA fun. Also, the series between the Nuggets and Suns tied up at two apiece. That also is a game that will be played Tuesday evening from Denver. That's going to be a game that follows the Celtics-Sixers game. 10 Eastern, 9 Central is when you'll see that one tip on TNT. But That is an update on what's going on with the NBA here, especially with their playoff. Now to the world of college football as we like to keep you up on what's going on with that sport and more. And there are more, I know this is not a southern store, but there are more gambling-related issues going on right now. There's an investigation going on between Athletes of the University of Iowa and Iowa State, 26 athletes across five different sports are being investigated for gambling. This is a story, again, This in the last week alone, we've already seen the Alabama baseball coach dismissed over gambling allegations within the Crimson Tide baseball program. And here you've got athletes of various sports at Big Ten and Big 12 colleges in the state of Iowa coming under the microscope of gambling and issues involving that. And I I don't want to get into feeling too sorry for these people, but we've made gambling a big deal, especially for the youngsters. I mean, it's if you're lucky enough to live, if you like gambling, in a state that has the online gaming that you can do from your phone, you see the commercials all the time. It is the hip thing to do. Oftentimes, these big gambling companies are advertising on some of the sporting events that you tune in to see. They, they may even have a, a logo on one of the jerseys of a favorite sports team or an arena named after them. It's considered to be a cool thing. And 
you can't blame them for falling in. I mean, if you're 21 or over, I guess is the rule. You can't blame them for wanting to be part of it. I guess the rules, though, state if you're an NCAA athlete, you can't be gambling against uh, people of your own sport. And that was the problem with the Alabama guy, I, th- I think. I haven't looked into it. A guy that is renowned throughout the South because of his great basketball prowess is the West Virginia Mountaineer head basketball coach Bob Huggins. And he's in a little bit of hot water as the university there in Morgantown, West Virginia, is reviewing an incident after he used an anti-gay slur on the air. He made this slur during an interview on a Cincinnati radio station Monday. He's apologized for the incident. The situation is under review by both the university and the athletic department. On Bill Cunningham's show on News Radio 700, WLW, a famous radio and I guess a TV personality there in Cincinnati, Bill Cunningham is, and Huggins was on that show and was asked about his former in-city rivalry with Xavier during his time as the Cincinnati coach, which he was there at UC from 89 to 2005. And this is what Huggins said. Any school that can throw rubber penises on the floor and then say they didn't do it, my God, they can get away with anything. And then Cunningham responded and said, I think it was transgender night, wasn't it? And that's when Huggins said what it was with all of those F words, meaning a, a derogatory name for homosexuals, those Catholic same F word, I, I think. I'm not sure what the conversation, where it went from there, but uh, he, he's, in a, he's in a little bit of a problem there because he was the 69-year-old coach was probably trying to be a comedian, and it looks like it might end up biting him on the tuchus. Uh, surely they didn't really do that. Throw, throw things like that on the basketball court, rubber penises during a basketball game twenty years ago at a Catholic school in Xavier and Cincinnati, home of the Musketeers. Well, it may have happened. Uh, glad I missed that game. <laughs> that is a quick look at Southern sports right here on y'all on this Tuesday edition. Hang on, we're going to switch over from the crazy world of sports to the really, really crazy world of Southern politics. We've got updates from Kentucky and Tennessee and a whole lot more, and we'll have that update right here on y'all, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. gotta love technology in the future when you have an accident your car will be programmed to let you know which shops are certified to make your repairs to pre-accident condition collision specialist is always trying to stay ahead of the curve we're already certified with nissan infinity hyundai chrysler and adding more all the time call 668-9263 or visit us at 96 fairway boulevard certified repairs from collision specialists 
Roberts Jewelers, your local jeweler for over 75 years. Thanks for choosing Roberts as your local family-owned business. Roberts has an in-house jeweler and appraiser, Dennis Hornsby, who is a graduate gemologist and has been with Roberts for over 30 years. Roberts does custom design jewelry in their very own RJ Case Custom Design Studio. Book your appointment with Chris online at robertsjewelersinc.com. Stay in the know with events and promos on Roberts Jewelers Facebook and Instagram. Roberts Jewelers, 405G Van Drive in Jackson. Tennessee Tractor is hiring for all 10 locations. At Tennessee Tractor, they're committed to your success through their dedication and to service and to excellence through innovation. Tennessee Tractor is currently looking for service technicians. If you have one or more years of experience performing service repair, go to our jobs tab on the WNWS.com website and look for Tennessee Tractor to apply. You must have a high school diploma or equivalent and a valid driver's license to apply. Benefits include, but are not limited to, medical, dental, vision, paid time off, and 401k. For more information, go to WNWS.com and select jobs or go to careers at TennesseeTractor.com. The Summit Jackson is an elevated new way to live in Jackson. The luxury of leasing your home and owning your life. These new construction two or three bedroom homes have the newest smart technology. Every home has cameras, a ring doorbell, and an ADS alarm. This is all included in your rental price and all controlled by an app on your phone. Also, zero maintenance, and yes, that includes the lawn. Our gated community can be found at the intersection of Highway 45 and North Highland Avenue. To learn more, visit thesummitjackson.com. What are your plans for the weekend? Catching up on all the chores you didn't get done this week or last weekend? Why not let Jackson Pride Commercial and Residential Cleaning take the pressure off? Ask anyone who has a cleaning service what a great feeling it is to come home to a fresh, clean home after a long day. Whether at your home or business, Jackson Pride Commercial and Residential Cleaning gets the job done right. Visit jacksonpride.com today. Give yourself a break this weekend and the next and the next. From the Smokies to the Bayou, this is the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. I've known you since Brad and Angelina. We go back like Pontiac seats. If I got an aisle with a mess, I gotta clean up. I know you'll be showing up with bleach. All those names that we don't ever speak of. That I slipped my mind. Proof and photographs have been deleted. If you ever needed an alibi, it's dirt on you, it's dirt on me. We both know our hands ain't clean. If it all blows up and we end up on the news, if you go down, I'm going down too. Keeping score. If you rob a bank, I'm your getaway Mercedes. God knows that's what friends are for. By the dozen, you know where my skeletons sleep. Hypothetically, if you ever kill your husband, hand on the Bible, I'd be lying through my teeth. It's dirt on- 
rather catchy tune, a brand new one out from Kelsey Ballerini. If you go down, I'm going down to a really cool music video if you get a chance to check that out sometime. Talented Tennessean, for sure. Well, there's going to be two lions on the stage Wednesday night on CNN. It's our Southern Political Report right here on the show about the South. This is the Y'all Show. And yeah, on Wednesday, how about this? Donald Trump, a really interesting lion (laughs) of sorts, is going to be having a CNN town hall. And the person that's going to be anchoring this thing and and asking the president the tough questions is going to be a Prattville lion. And that would be 31-year-old Caitlin Collins of Prattville, Alabama, home of the Prattville Lions, just north of Montgomery. And she is hosting this town hall, and it's going to have President Trump there getting questions at New Hampshire's St. Anselm College. Democrats will be asking questions as well as the Republicans. And the moderator is going to be none other than Southern girl, Caitlin Collins, and I've been watching her for seven years. I remember her coming on CNN during that original Trump campaign of 2016. And and what really caught my eye was the fact that she had a Southern accent. She was an Alabama graduate. Roll Tide. She likes to go back to T-Town and support her Crimson Tide. And she's got like a normal life. I love the fact that she is getting a chance at CNN to be there in the mix She's actually now a co-host on CNN This Morning alongside Poppy Harlow. This was the same show that Don Lemon was on, and they've already gotten rid of Baton Rouge boy Don Lemon, and now it's a girls' show between Collins and Poppy Harlow. They may add other people. I'm not sure what CNN's had their own uh, roller coaster of, of anchors popping in from time to time. But for right now, it looks like Caitlin Collins is, is doing great there, and kudos to her. Her daddy, Jeff, is a mortgage banker there in the Montgomery area. And she says that her life coming up there in the Montgomery area was apolitical. She went on after graduating from the capstone to be a White House correspondent for the Daily Caller, which means she would have been doing that when she was 25, 26 years old. Not bad. I know she also was in a sorority while at the University of Alabama. And that's a really, really um, prestigious thing. Alabama, Ole Miss, maybe one or two other colleges in the South. If you're a member of the Greek system in those schools, well, then you know how to party. (laughs) And I think she knows how to party. Caitlin Collins, again, hosting this with President Trump. That's going to be an awesome thing. And and I'm I'm happy not just for Caitlin Collins. I'm happy that President Trump is going to go on CNN and give them plenty of time. I guess it's an hour-long thing scheduled for 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 Central. Now, this is typically hosted by people like, yeah, the boring people, Dana Bash, Anderson Cooper, the the, the Jake Tappers, and good knows, uh, good Lord, the uh, guy that's on a lot more than he ought to be, Chris Wallace. Well, now a beautiful, talented, 31-year-old Southern girl from Alabama, Caitlin Collins, is going to be hosting this town hall Wednesday of President Donald J. Trump, all to be must-see TV. Maybe we'll get some good zingers coming out of the 45th and if it, go, if it goes his way, 47th president of the U.S. 
How about this story out that basketball Hall of Famers Dwayne Wade and Grant Hill, I mean, these are two, I won't say Mount Rushmore type basketball players, but Grant Hill, what he did at Duke and and, then Dwayne Wade's NBA career with championships and more, these two basketball Hall of Famers are being eyed, is the word, as potential challengers to Florida Senator Rick Scott. I guess they both live in Florida now. I guess Dwayne Wade should live there since he won a championship for the Heat. But Democrat Party officials and donors see the need for a moonshot-type candidate, their words, to try to put a stop to what's going on in the state of Florida with Republicans just dominating. I think Florida's got a better Republican situation just than just about any place in the South. Yes, Grant Hill and Dwayne Wade, well-known, well-known for what they did on a basketball court, but can they become politicians? Could be. Again, it looks like somebody in Democratic world is trying to convince one or both of them to enter the race. Now, Rick Scott beat Bill Nelson for the seat in 2018 before Nelson, the last Democrat to hold the seat there, the U.S. Senate seat, was Lawton Childs. Marco Rubio, the other senator out of Florida, he won't be up for election in 2024, but Rick Scott will be the former governor. And it looks like the Democrats are brainstorming, trying to come up with some kind of plan that they can get a seat back in Congress or in in the Senate. And how about having Dwayne Wade and Grant Hill? You know, we've seen Republicans go more of the college football route here recently with Tommy Tumberville out of Alabama now being a U.S. senator. And I was just having a discussion about Coach Tumberville, Coach Senator Tumberville, I should say, he he's doing a good job, I think. If you like conservative politics, Coach Tommy, Mr. Pine Box himself, he's out there fighting hard for conservatism. You know, Alabama's got a new female senator, so it's two really new faces representing that state in the United States Senate. And, uh, hey, a, a basketball Hall of Famer alongside a college football coach, it, it might be a, a good combination. But Rick Scott's going to try to do everything he can to make sure that does not happen. That's why it's going to be a Hail Mary of sorts if they can get a true basketball legend to say, yeah, sign me up. I, I think I want to be a politician now. To Atlanta we go, and Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia has just signed a bill to, bound to ban outside election money from being used in Georgia during election as Georgia has banned local governments from accepting any funding for elections from outside groups. As this measure was signed into law, ratifying a push by other Republican Party members, Senate Bill 222, which threatens local officials who violate the law with felony charges, still allows contributions to the state or federal government. It took effect upon Kemp's signature. Now, A 2021 law in Georgia made it illegal for election officials themselves to accept outside money after Republicans got very upset that Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg donated more than $400 million to election officials nationwide. You know, people are always talking about how Republicans are trying to steal elections or are complaining about elections or whatever. How about this one guy putting... $400 
$400 million into election officials' hands across the country. And that's what Zuckerberg did it, and I guess he did it without any blowback. And Georgia's trying to put a stop to it. No more of that in Georgia. To the state of Kentucky, or should I say Commonwealth of Kentucky, and a lady who was part of the Donald Trump administration, Kelly Craft, has put over $2 million of her own money into her campaign for Kentucky governor. She'll be going up against Andy Bashir, and that will be an election that takes place in November. So they're, they're voting this year in Kentucky, and now she's putting her own money, her family's wealth fuels an advertising blitz in the final run against Daniel Cameron. I guess she's got to get the GOP primary victory first, but it looks like she should be able to beat Mr. Cameron and then go up against Andy Bashir in November. Kraft has loaned her campaign already more than $9 million, according to a finance report that was filed. She's the former U.N. ambassador, and she's married to a coal magnate, Joe Kraft. So if you're wanting to run a political campaign and fund it yourself, you might want to marry somebody that's a coal <laughs> magnet. And that's the cold hard truth right here on the Y'all Show. But it looks like a lot of money being spent to try to be the governor of Kentucky. Governor Bill Lee won re-election not all that long ago. He's the governor of Tennessee. And he announced this week that he will call for the Tennessee General Assembly to meet for a special legislative session on August 21st, and the purpose of this session that will be held in Nashville is to strengthen public safety and preserve constitutional rights. That, according to a press release from the governor's office in Nashville. Now, I would think this is all happening because of the shooting in Nashville and the continued presence of mass shootings in the country. I'm a little, little surprised that this is not happening until all the way in August. The governor said he will meet with legislators, stakeholders, and Tennesseans throughout the summer to discuss practical solutions ahead of that August 21st special session that he will hold on public safety in Nashville. Also this week out of the governor's office, he has signed an official statement to make Juneteenth a legal holiday in the state of Tennessee. It was already a federal holiday. In Tennessee, it was called a day of observance. But now, you got a state holiday if you're a state employee in Tennessee. Congratulations. Juneteenth, again, is the made-up holiday. I would say that because most people never heard of it until two years ago. And, uh, and now it's a federal holiday. A lot of states are doing it. It's a day that back in June of 1865, freed slaves found out they were free in Texas, and now it's a holiday. Some people call it the most important holiday this country knows. And uh, in Tennessee, you got another holiday, thanks to Governor Bill Lee signing off on this measure. We'll take a quick time out and wrap up this hour of y'all right here on the show covering everything Southern. That will also wrap up our Southern Political Report. Stay tuned. Serving you. 
See what's waiting for you at the Farmer's Market, downtown Jackson, Tennessee. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service Center is Jackson's one-stop for diesel performance, suspension lifts, wheels, tires, and services and accessories for all types of vehicles at some of the lowest prices in West Tennessee. Just installed a new state-of-the-art front-end alignment system with the latest machinery and technology. Jackson Off-Road Plus. 1082 Highway 45 Bypass. Find them on Facebook. Open six days a week. When your power goes out and you have no electricity, you wish you had a generator. Lindsay Electric can make that wish come true with a Generac Home Standby Generator. When the power goes out, your generator will automatically come on within seconds and you don't have to lift a finger. Call Lindsay Electric and you'll have no worries about no heat, no lights, no sump pump, no well water, no freezer, and you can't even open your garage. With your Lindsay Electric Generac Home Standby Generator, there's no complicated hookups to deal with, no hand cranking, and no gasoline ever. It's all automatic and it's not as expensive as you think. If you don't want to pay in full, take advantage of 12 months deferred interest or you can get monthly payments as low as $100 a month. Call Lindsay Electric today and you'll also get a bumper to bumper five year full warranty parts and labor free. Lindsay Electric is this area's only certified Generac dealer for installation service and warranty. Having power when you need it is priceless. Call Lindsay Electric for a free estimate 423-1580 or visit Lindsay Electric service.com Well, we have come to the end of hour 1 of the Y'all show on this Tuesday. Hang on, we will be right back with another hour of Southern incredible stories and Southern incredible fun. We'll have we are West Tennessee's conservative voice, WTJS, Alamo, Jackson, West Tennessee, Super Talk 93.1. You 
USA News. I'm Lance Pry. Washington is set for a busy week as Congress and the White House take on two major and divisive issues, raising the debt ceiling and addressing border security that is out of control. President Biden is set to convene with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and other congressional leaders today in a highly anticipated meeting to address the debt limit. The House approved a budget with a slight increase in the debt ceiling. The president does not want limits on how much he can spend during these troubling financial times. Speaker McCarthy says Biden is walking down a path that could endanger America's financial health. I'm worried about how the president's handling the debt ceiling. He's ignoring it. He's walking us in to some type of debt problem because he's just ignoring the problem. I'm worried about the next generation. We're at 120% of GDP in debt. We've only been here during World War II. That means our debt's larger than our economy with another 20%. Chairman James Comer and Oversight Committee Republicans are investigating the Biden family's domestic and international business dealings to determine whether these activities compromise U.S. national security and President Biden's ability to lead with impartiality. The House Oversight Committee website states, Members of the Biden family have a pattern of peddling across the highest levels of government to enrich themselves. Comer on Fox News last night says we will see documentation today. And get an idea of the dollar amount that we're talking about. That's another thing that's never been reported. We've, we've already disclosed $1.3 million from China that was wired directly into uh, three or four Biden family members' names. Uh, that number uh, is going to uh, be a whole lot higher uh, tomorrow morning. A judge in New York has put a gag order on a presidential candidate. New York State Judge Juan Merchant hit Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump with a gag order last night in the alleged criminal hush money case, ruling the 45th president is restricted from posting about evidence in the case. This is USA News. Progressive covers pets in our auto policy at no extra charge. Now, let's hear what your dog has to say. As a dog, I think Progressive's auto pet policy is... Oh, what is that? That's just my tail. <laughs> Weird. Anyway, Progressive protects... There it is again. See? This is why I need protection. I'm so distracted. Nope, that is still my tail. Progressive Auto Insurance covers pets for up to $1,000 in a car accident at no extra charge. And we think your dog would say that's great, too. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and subject to policy terms. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. That's 800-471-7065. Elon Musk is cutting the ribbon on a new battery plant in Texas that will someday power his Tesla cars. The first-of-its-kind factory will produce battery-grade lithium. Battery-grade lithium actually has to be extremely precise because if you have any impurities, it causes degradation of the battery. He says availability of battery-grade lithium will be a bottleneck in the electric car world. He says lithium is abundant, but there's a lack of refineries to process it. The $37 million plant outside Corpus Christi is set to open next year. I'm Skip A 34-year-old man was charged with manslaughter and aggravated assault after the vehicle he was allegedly driving plowed into a group of illegal immigrants Sunday in Brownsville, Texas, killing eight and injuring at least ten others near a homeless shelter. Brownsville police chief says George Alvarez faces eight counts of manslaughter and ten counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. His bail was set at $3.6 million. 
Jury deliberations begin today in the civil trial against presidential candidate Donald Trump. During closing arguments in the civil trial against Trump, a lawyer for E. Jean Carroll told jurors his client was exactly Trump's type and that he sexually assaulted her the same way he described treating women on an Access Hollywood tape. Trump has always denied any wrongdoing. He claims Carroll made up the story to sell copies of her book. I'm John Schaefer. Today is officially National Lost Sock Memorial Day as we honor all the socks that are no longer with us. Lance Pry, USA News. Not ready for summer yet? Get ready with Vita Super Slim Plus. Vita Super Slim Plus is the new product you heard about where results are amazing and the weight loss is fast. Just take Vita Super Slim Plus once a day and in just weeks get the results you have been waiting for. VitaSuperSlimPlus.com will get you ready for summer in just weeks, not months. With Vita Super Slim Plus, go to VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. That's VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. Use promo code RADIO for a free month supply. Details at VitaSuperSlimPlus.com. I had no idea. Make Mama proud. Keep listening to the Y'all Show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Tuesday edition of the show covering everything across the 16 southern states, powered by y'all.com, the homepage of the South. I'm John Rawl, your friendly y'all show host. We thank you so much for putting a little Dixie into your day. We've got stories from across the Southeast, news stories, and more that we'll be sharing along with you here in hour or two of today's program. Plus, we have a entertainment report what's going on with some of our big stars we'll have that before we get out of here and we've got the top states with the most quitters (laughs) that according to the pew research people and that's coming up here as part of our research staff has come up with some very good input for all of us to learn something from here on this tuesday edition of y'all all right let's dive into the headlines and we will remind you about the unfortunate shooting out in texas over the weekend in allen texas the big story developing is that the shooter there had nazi leanings if you will he had nazi tattoos based on photos that he had taken of his own body the 33 year old shooter maracio garcia he had been on a russian social networking site and had been planning the attack, according to authorities. He had been planning it 
for weeks before he stepped out of a silver sedan on Saturday and opened fire. Among those killed were two elementary school-age sisters, a couple and their three-year-old son, and also a security guard gunned down in Allen, Texas, as he was at the Allen Premium Outlet place there in the Dallas area over the weekend, and another mass shooting in the state of Texas. Also, from the headlines across the southeast, the deputies of Mississippi. This is a disturbing story out of Mississippi in the, uh, let's see, what county was this in? Hmm. I thought I had this pulled up. But here's the story. Sheriff deputies already under investigation in the Magnolia State for possible civil rights violations. They, according to the latest reports, these sheriff deputies allegedly placed a gun in a black man's mouth and firing it, yeah, they put a gun in a prisoner's mouth, I guess he was under arrest, and fired it, and now are being accused of attempting to assault him and a second black man with a sex toy during interrogation. The allegations are in a letter to the Justice Department written by Michael Corey Jenkins' attorney, the attorney, Malik Shabazz, urges prosecutors to file civil rights charges against the deputies and open a broader investigation into what he called the unconstitutional customs and practices of the Mississippi Sheriff's Office. And this was in Rankin County. Rankin County is in the Jackson area in central Mississippi. And according to Shabazz in a statement, this extreme case of police brutality warrants enforcement of the civil rights criminal laws on the books. Sheriff Brian Bailey and Rankin County are covering up the truth of what happened on January 24th, and all parties must be held accountable. If true, this is just something I haven't seen in a headline, putting a gun in somebody's mouth and shooting it and then threatening sex toys upon him during an interrogation yeah that, that this happened a gentleman by the name of Jenkins was the one arrested here Michael Corey Jenkins was the one arrested I don't even know what the reason he was arrested for but it doesn't matter what his arrest was for uh, let's see here Jenkins and his friend Eddie Parker said that on the night of January 24th, six white Rankin County deputies came into the home where Parker was living and proceeded to handcuff and beat them. They said the deputies shocked them repeatedly with stun guns over roughly 90 minutes and at one point forced them to lie on their backs as the deputies poured milk over their faces. Uh, this is an ugly story of true, certainly this is going to get a lot more attention. I'm sure Benjamin Crump's going to show up in Rankin County very soon and and help this man out. But yeah, this is a, if, if true, this is totally uncalled for for law enforcement. And now deputies are being in a involved in a civil rights probe 
over the way they handled the interrogation of Michael Corey Jenkins. Now, the good news is Michael Corey Jenkins was not, as far as I know, injured. He's certainly not dead. That's a good thing. Why in the world would he be alleging these things if not true? I have no idea, but it could be absolutely true. Time will tell, but a story to keep an eye on out of the Jackson, Mississippi area there with this developing story. We told you hour one. I'll remind you as we're getting closer to beach time for many of us across the southeast, please be careful if you go out there and you start digging in the sand because, sadly, a 17-year-old Virginia teenager died over the weekend in Frisco, North Carolina, there at the Cape Hatteras National Seashore. He died because he was in a hole dug in the sand and another dune collapsed on top of him, and he died. And this is evidently a not-so-uncommon thing that happens when people go out and having a good time on the beach. The rangers there at the National Park at the Outer Banks is urging visitors not to dig deep holes on the beach due to the danger that they present to beachgoers and emergency response staff. So even if you're at a Gulf beach this summer, and I know the Atlantic beaches have plenty of great dune areas that you can dig in, and, and there on the on the surf, it's just a, to, it's a great thing to, to lay back and enjoy a good afternoon at the beach, but you got to be careful, especially if you've got other dunes that can collapse on you. Don't go out there digging trenches is my point. But have a good time, but let's make sure we all have a good time and get off that beach happy and alive and safe. A family lost their toy elephant on a Disney World vacation. That's that's a bad thing to do, but it's really devastating when you find out that this family lost this toy elephant on their Disney World vacation in Florida. And that toy elephant contained the ashes of their son, Gabriel. Gabriel was from Iowa, and his family went down to Disney World with an elephant stuffed with his ashes. Mm. Their son, Gabriel. The elephant was named Bruce and was given to their son when he was in the NICU. He had over 50 surgical procedures that were done to save his life, but unfortunately, young Gabriel Atkinson died. And he slept with this Bruce elephant every night. And since he died, his parents said that they slept with that elephant in the bed with them. And to honor their son's memory, the Atkinson family took their surviving son, Sebastian, to Disney World on Gabriel's birthday. And Bruce went along. And a small bag of the son's ashes were inside the pouch on Bruce's back. And they lost this toy elephant that's got the ashes of their son. The family said that they went to Beachside Resort and Cocoa Beach in late April. During that time, the family went parasailing, and Sebastian was holding Bruce on the trip. This is 
where they ended up losing it somewhere in the Cocoa Beach, Kissimmee area, all going down to Florida, have a good time. And this toy elephant lost with the remains of their young son. I don't know how old Gabriel was when he passed away. I'm thinking nine, nine years old, but just a youngster. And unfortunately died. And now his ashes are, are missing. So please, if you see a toy elephant somewhere in Florida, be very, very careful and considerate because it could be this 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 family's connection to their lost son. An Alabama man arrested in February for allegedly recording minors in a Walmart bathroom has now been indicted on 53 child porn-related charges. That, according to reports out of Coleman, the counts ranging from producing pornography with minors to aggravated criminal surveillance, they come from the arrest of Ethan Edward Richardson as he's charged with multiple felonies. The 25-year-old Coleman man was in Coleman County Court last week, and he allegedly videotaped minors in the bathroom of that Walmart in Coleman without their consent for the purposes of sexual gratification. He also is alleged to have victimized 19 minors, some as young as two years old. His bail set at $625,000. I know we've got creeps out there. I know we've got bad people. But my goodness, going into the Walmart bathroom and recording minors, I guess boys in this case, 53 child porn related counts now being leveled against Ethan Edward Richardson of Coleman Alabama if if true he's going to be in jail a long time and they might as well throw the key away here's another disturbing story this one's out of Tennessee a Nashville employee has been charged an employee of a hotel I think this was a manager a Nashville hotel employee has been charged with aggravated burglary and assault after entering a man from Texas's hotel room in the middle of the night, according to Metro Nashville Police. David Neal arrested after Peter Brennan claimed that he was sleeping and awoke to David Neal sucking on his toes. David Neal was the night manager at the Hilton Nashville downtown hotel. We're not talking about the $30 a night place out there on Murfreesboro Road here. We're talking downtown Hilton, Nashville, probably $300 a night type hotel room. And David Neal sitting there having a good night's sleep. Well, I don't know if you can have a good night's sleep when you're in a hotel room, no matter what the cost of it is. But Neal evidently was asleep. And this manager Uh, I'm sorry Brendan was the one asleep and this manager David Neal is alleged to have come into this guy's hotel room and sucked on his toes (sighs) Brendan was in town for a work conference I guess don't get much work done after something like that happens according to Metro Nashville police Neal made a key card to illegally enter Brendan's room around 5 in the morning Brendan immediately recognized Neil because he had come into his room the day before with a second employee to address an issue with his TV. 
The lawyers for Brennan were told that Neal was fired because he refused to give a statement regarding the alleged assault. Brennan has filed a lawsuit against Neal and the hotel. And according to reports, Neal remains in jail on a $27,000 bond. I wonder if he's sucking toes in jail. Huh. Yeah. And Hilton Resorts is going to be getting the... uh, uh, They already have received a lawsuit filed in this case. Yikes. You know, there's some crazy stuff that happens in Nashville hotels when it comes to privacy. I know this because that's the city that Aaron Andrews, the TV reporter that where is she on Fox? Maybe she's on CBS now. Maybe she's jumped. Maybe she's on ESPN. I can't remember where she is. But she was in Nashville. I think she was somewhere in the Vanderbilt area of West End in a hotel. And that's the city that she got spied on. Somebody looked through a hole in the wall. And she went into a big, big, big court case. And I think she won that court case of a employee. I think it was an employee. It might have been. I guess it's not fair to accuse an employee. Somebody in that hotel, whether it was an employee or another guest, spied on Aaron Andrews at a Nashville hotel. So you might want to skip Nashville next time you're wanting to stay in a hotel and maybe stay in a place like, uh, let's see here, Antioch. That would be a good place. Give up on Nashville. Uh, Dixon would be a good place. Any place but those crazy Nashville hotels. Although I went to one, I didn't stay in it. I went to an awesome hotel not long ago, and the name escapes me. But it is, it, it, it's got a swimming pool on the top floor. And you can look out over the city. And it's a it's like a boutique hotel. I'll, I'll try to come up with the name of it here in a second. But I'm going to go back because I saw a mild celebrity perform there, kind of a invitation-only type thing that I got invited to a couple months ago. And I got to be buddies with the publicist for the hotel. And I told her about this y'all show. And I told her I'd like to broadcast from that hotel. You know, it'd probably help if I would remember the hotel. <laughs> but I didn't stay at it. I just went there to hear the music. But man, I'd like to I'd like to stay in that. And that hotel's a big, tall hotel. But what I really want to do is jump in that swimming pool. Now that it's decent weather outside. And yet Nashville, unlike a lot of big cities, doesn't have all that smog, so I could probably have a, a good time hanging out in the pool high atop the music city. Just don't come sucking on my toes. <laughs> All right, that's a quick look at the news headlines of the day here on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We'll take a time out here, and when we come back, we're going to catch you up with a little bit of some internet. Speaking of Nashville, we'll catch up with a handful of music headlines that are going on, or, or entertainment headlines, not just music, that we think you ought to know about here as you get your Tuesday Y'all Show filled John Rawl, this is y'all. Hey, you can catch us anytime, 615-208-4184. Or if you want to get in on our hotline into the studio, 731-554-1169. More of the show about the South is coming up. Hi, sissy. Well, well, hey, Brenda. Hey, Tony. Um, got a question for you. 
Sure, what's up? Is your place for sale? Well, I haven't really thought about it. Why? Well, it's just a really beautiful place out in the country, right by the lake, nice home, deck, pool, a few extra acres for hunting. Just wondering. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Well, Hal McKeever is a great real estate guy, and he's looking for new properties like yours. And this Hal McKeever, he's got buyers all across the country looking for properties just like yours. I'm pretty sure that's MacGyver. Uh, no. That's a TV show. Got property you just can't manage or you're ready to cash out and head to the beach? Call Hal McKeever, uh, Hal MacGyver at United Country MacGyver Land and Realty at 660-5152. That's 660-5152. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite and Pest Control. We recently celebrated our 20th year in business here in West Tennessee. That's two decades of growth for us. We've added to our work family, moved locations a few times, seen our co-workers have kids and grandkids. We've even seen our clients who were kids when we started at their parents' house now call us to take care of their homes. Lots of things change over 20 years, but here's what has it. We can still be reached 24 hours a day. We still provide quality, guaranteed termite and pest control service for all of West Tennessee. We still are the go-to company for real estate closing letters. We still provide quality fungus treatments and affordable moisture barriers. We still take care of your bed bugs, brown recluse, and every other pest problem you could have. If you own a home, you need termite protection. And the biggest thing we've learned in 20 years, we need you. Give us a call 24 hours a day for a different kind of experience from a service company. Southeastern, 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. Snap, snap. Snappy Tomato Pizza. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns in Jackson is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. Serving the best pizza around. Also hoagies, pastas, salads, calzones, and wings and desserts. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns near Dick's Sporting Goods in Jackson. Snap, snap, Snappy Tomato Pizza. When your power goes out and you have no electricity, you wish you had a generator. Lindsay Electric can make that wish come true with a Generac home standby generator. When the power goes out, your generator will automatically come on within seconds and you don't have to lift a finger. Call Lindsay Electric and you'll have no worries about no heat, no lights, no sump pump, no well water, no freezer, and you can't even open your garage. With your Lindsay Electric Generac home standby generator, there's no complicated hookups to deal with, no hand cranking, and no gasoline ever. It's all automatic and it's not as expensive as you think. If you don't want to pay in full, take advantage of 12 months deferred interest or you can get monthly payments as low as $100 a month. Call Lindsay Electric today and you'll also get a bumper to bumper five year full warranty parts and labor free. Lindsay Electric is this area's only certified Generac dealer for installation service and warranty. Having power when you need it is priceless. Call Lindsay Electric for a free estimate 423-1580 or visit Lindsay Electric Service.com. This is a y'all show on West Tennessee Super Talk 93.1 FM. Talk radio for all y'all. Yeah, oh yeah. All this shit is new to me. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't feel 
that was back in her, her, I guess you could call it hometown over the weekend, Taylor Swift, and that's a fairly new song, Lavender Hayes out of the now California kid. Not a very big fan of Taylor Swift, primarily because, in my opinion, she left us, although she's actually a Pennsylvania native, so I don't know why I'm that offended that she would choose California over good old Tennessee, but she chose to come to Tennessee is a youngster to, to kind of make her mark in music, and guess what? I think it worked out pretty well, and then I guess Nashville wasn't quite big enough for her, and Pop World lured her over that way, and here she is coming back to Nashville. She played at Nissan Stadium over the weekend and had huge crowds and just, I guess, left people. I, I know a lot of arrests happened. I saw the feedback on that from the weekend where DUIs and probably a lot of minor impossessions and stuff happened with her big concert there in Nashville over the weekend. I don't have all the details in front of me. I do know that Morgan Wallen had his own concert canceled in Oxford, Mississippi a few weeks back, and he's now committed to returning back to Vault Hemingway Stadium and having another concert. I don't know if he's going to charge for that one. He kind of blew his last concert there because he canceled moments before he was supposed to go on stage two maybe it was three Sundays ago he had a concert Saturday that was awesome he was supposed to have a concert Sunday and he was a no show they called him no show Wallen (laughs) kind of like the old George Jones no show Jones song still questions about why he didn't show up was he under the influence or did he lose his voice Maybe it was a little bit of both. But he says he wants to come back. And it's already been announced by the athletic department at the University of Mississippi that they want to have more concerts. They made an absolute killing having two Morgan Wallen concerts. The first concerts ever held inside that stadium in Oxford. In the history of that stadium. I know Bob Hope once came there for some kind of deal. It might have been halftime of a football game. I don't think Bob Oak could sing that well. But Morgan Wallen, when he's actually there doing his thing and not passed out, whether it's because of his voice or he's drunk, he had 60,000-plus people on consecutive nights ready to see him. And I think he can do it again. And the good news is if you're a music fan anywhere within 12 hours of Oxford, you can go see maybe some big names having big concerts there in the future. I know I was talking to my mama this week, and there was somebody who grew up right down the road from me who decided to go to that Morgan Wallen concert, the concert that didn't happen because they had tickets to the Sunday night event. They drove 11 hours to see that concert, and then Morgan Wallen was a no-show. But I think they still had a good time. It's hard to not have a good time. Even, let's say you go to a football game and the dang thing gets canceled because of thunderstorms or something. But if you if you did the tailgate right, then you're probably just fine knowing that it was an act of God. 
Well, hopefully the good Lord is going to come through and help a Terrell, Texas native, Jamie Foxx, the very talented actor, and I guess he's somewhat of a comedian and more. Jamie Foxx has been in the news because he's been he's been hospitalized for weeks, and not a lot of people know what's going on with him. In April, Foxx was transported to a hospital via an emergency vehicle in Atlanta, where he'd been filming the Netflix movie Back in Action. Media outlets have reached out to Jamie Foxx's reps for some kind of info on what's going on with the actor, but so far unable to get additional details. And there's been very little information released other than his family saying to ask that they're asking for privacy. And they said that they are appreciating the love and feeling blessed. But he's, he's in a lot of hot water medically-wise, it looks like. Jamie Foxx, Terrell, Texas native. And I don't know what's going on. But there's something going on with Jamie Foxx. In fact, he was scheduled to be host of a musical game show. And now the Fox Network has announced that Nick Cannon will be filling in as a guest host on Beat Shazam. Fox has hosted this with his daughter, Corrine. And now Nick Cannon going to be stepping in to be the guy that's filling in for Jamie Foxx. The family has used the word medical complication to describe what's going on with the actor. But we wish him well. Jamie Foxx, Texas boy. Now, the following lady is not a Southerner, but I, like many, many boys of the 80s and 90s, really like this actress, <laughs> to, to put it lightly. Christina Applegate, you remember her from Married with Children? She says she's now done with on-camera work as she's fighting multiple sclerosis. She's also been in movies, lots of movies. Dead to Me was one of her more famous movies. She told Vanity Fair that her time on that Netflix series is probably her last. And she's gonna not going to be working on-camera again due to her MS battle. She was diagnosed with MS in August of 2021. The disease affects the central nervous system and muscle control, and she's been filming Dead to Me, and the show had to pause production so she could start treatment. I don't think I've seen that on Netflix, but I bet it's funny. I mean, she's she's a funny, funny actress, and I think Christina is 51, maybe 52, and let me let me try to pull up where she's from because, like I said, back in the day when she had her good '80s hairstyle going on, and the Fox TV channel was just getting going, I guess she would have been the Daisy Duke of the early Fox shows of the late '80s and '90s on Married with Children. Because, well, I mean, let's face it, Fox then and and Fox now still was not quite putting out programs like the other major networks they still I don't think have Sunday night programming or that they don't have programs on a night that's typically got network programming or that's the way it used to be I used to work for a Fox television station WTAT Fox 17 
And that was right when Mary with Children was just getting going. Um, I remember I got a baseball cap given to me as a promotional thing for a brand new show that they were pretty happy to have on Fox back in that time period. And I used to wear that thing around before the show even debuted, and the show did pretty well. It was a black baseball cap with a pretty neat little MP logo on it for Melrose Place. There's my Fox TV history for you. Christina Applegate was born in Los Angeles, California, November 25th, 1971. She's 51. I knew she was somewhere in that ballpark. Married with Children, that thing came out in 1987. She played Kelly Bundy. We wish her well with her battle with MS. Now, the following lady has an even tougher battle going on right now, and we wish 